Back post, it's a good delivery, and Pizzi's there, and it's in! Joe Pizzi! And Jacob Pleas has touched it in! It's a great header for Piagiani. everyone uh, welcome to the anytime notebook we're here every single week as you well know to mark your card for the weekend across the efl full slate this weekend set piece threats rampaging wingbacks forward thinking holding midfielders regular listeners welcome back as always new listeners great to have you on board a man that needs no introduction joining me as always john bywater good evening john how are you i'm okay mate yeah i need no introduction so i won't get one but that's okay no introduction um, <laughs> Jack Burrows uh, scored for Lincoln in the week. The clues are there, John. We didn't back him, but nice to see his name after you nah. mentioned him last week, week before. Can't quite remember, but yeah, I think it was. I think it was a week before, but we had. Um, I, had, I was kicking myself for putting up a selection for Watford. Uh, I did say two. Did say two weeks ago they're dull as dishwater. <laughs> um, I obviously don't listen to myself, which is. Uh, <laughs> makes you question it. Cyril uh, Latta did have one effort late on, and that that game was perhaps the dullest affair in the whole EFL this season. I've got it written down here. Uh, yeah, literally nothing, nothing happened. Yeah, um, Huddersfield were missing a lot, as as, as we suspected. Uh, very happy with Musaba. I'll mention him again later. But it was a good weekend for the Jew Index, Gav, wasn't it? It was. I don't know quite what. Um, I mean, I haven't set up another spreadsheet yet. I mean, that feels like too much work to fill out a Jew Index spreadsheet for the profit and loss. But if you have been a listening to the pod or reading um, the blog post that goes with it up on the website, then you may have seen what have we had last few weeks? Boson Lawal. For Fleetwood, fourteen to one. Finnazaz, we we spoke highly of last week. Six to yeah. one went in for Plymouth last week, and Sammy Smodchitz, who um, yeah, plenty of. Uh, we said there was. We said there was uh, nothing that we didn't know, but still leaving plenty on the table. And we even um, managed to get uh, Tatsumui Sakamoto for Coventry, an unbelievable non-runner. If you had backed him and you saw that he didn't start. Uh, and it would have scuppered any plans you had if he did eventually came come on. Uh, yeah, he was he was um, take his uh, took had his training gear took off was stripped ready to come on. And then for some reason he never did come on. So um, but yeah, a non runner in the books as well. Hmm. The Jew index is full this week as well. But more on that later. John, do you mind if I um, regale you with tales from Preston? Um, I won't be moaning completely about Coventry this time. Don't worry. But he's turning into a bit of a. Bit of a you know, weekly weekly update. Um, do you mind? Do you mind? <laughs> uh, no, this is the uh, Coventry uh, Co- Coventry Club Call section. From uh, that's okay. I've spent enough time talking about Accrington on this pod, even though I don't support them. So there you go. Preston three, Coventry two. Um, the opposite to what the the XG would have suggested. Um, Preston hugely impressive Liam Miller not without a mention on this podcast over the course of the last few months three straight starts on the left he was phenomenal not quite sure whether he's a goal threat but certainly a certainly a shot threat and a assist threat I think Preston are live on the telly tomorrow night, aren't they? So that could be one for for um, uh, to keep us interested there. Liam Lindsay, who we did put up last week, um, more than threat, more threatening than probably the data has you believe. I looked at it after a good chance from a far post header, but not much else picked up. But he was, you know, there's still that kind of sense of a goal was coming that you can you can only kind of get when you're at the game and you're 
you're looking at the the, the play unfold. Um, a menace against that Coventry set piece defensive unit, which I, I did think about why Sakamoto wasn't starting. And there's, there's no doubt he started. Uh, um, Van Erwitt was dropped. Latabodier came in to add, uh, I think, probably more height on the right-hand side, which is a, made me think it's an interesting conundrum for Robbins. Um, Country plays Stoke at home this weekend. If you, that The best side might include De Silva, Van Erwitt, O'Hare, Sakamoto, even Jamie Allen. You're talking about well over half the side there. They ain't got five foot nine between them. It does look the quality players that you know Coventry need to unlock defensive. There's not much height there at all. So it, you know certainly they're at the top of that set piece XG against for a reason. And there's no reason to um to uh, to to um not think that that won't continue. Uh, they don't make any of my um, notes for this weekend though. Uh, John, where should we start? Do you want to start off in the championship? You do a bit of talking about the championship before I go off into the uh, into the Jew Index. Oh, the, the Jew Index fans have got to wait another 10 minutes. Well, <laughs> maybe not 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, championship. I thought the Sunderland-Birmingham game, which is the early game on Saturday, is interesting. Uh, Dan, Ballard, Dan Ballard even and Luco 9 are both suspended for Sunderland. So that caught my eye because I think there's an opportunity for somebody for them to step up from a set play possibly or even open play now the first name that I think we both picked out was Dan Neal um, he looks like he's progressing at a rapid rate in midfield um, peppering the target of late a lot I see he's been linked away again recently uh, I think he could be going to the top this lad but he has been very well found at 6-1 to one best price so quite easily ignored really he's not He's not getting forward enough to make the six to one look attractive anyway. So it's going to be a uh, a return. I think I put him up once before for Dennis Serking for me, mm-hmm. uh, the ex Tottenham player. Seems to have fallen out of favour of late, um, but with the two suspensions I've just mentioned, he I can't see why he wouldn't start here. Surely he's got to start. I mean, he's been on the bench and things. Uh, no sign that his five goals last season were a fluke, really. He's only played 500 minutes so far this one, but he's still averaging, well, he's averaging a quite brilliant, really, 0.20 XG per 90 minutes played, um, which is, as anyone listening to this will know, is very, very high for a defender. Um, some of that is he's come on late in games where they've been chasing or it's been nil-nil. So I'm not saying he'd keep that up if he'd been starting every week, but even if you take a reduction in that, it's still very favourable. Um, sadly, he's already been cut this week. I think there was even a bit of 16s around first thing in the week, but I was going to make this two-point selection at 16s, but he's now 12 to 1, so we're going to have one-point win on Dennis Serkin at 12 to 1 for Sunderland versus Birmingham. What a great way to open up the week. Solid bet in the championship there to add uh, more pain to Wayne Rooney's Birmingham. Um, I tell you what, John, do you want to uh, – I've got – I've got a, a a bit in the championship as well. Do you want to um you finish us off with another selection for Sheffield Wednesday Millwall who continue to make the right noises under new management? Yeah, hopefully, mate. Um I thought the selection last week, um, Musaba was a little bit unlucky, but I'll come on to him in a minute. First of all, I'll mention uh, Wes Harding, who I've laughed at the last two weeks, and uh, he very nearly made me pay again last week where he hit the bar. Um, 
Yeah, so, well, it's two in three league games now for Millwall. I say hit the bar last week, and his, his price isn't really moving. I think that's still 20 to 1 out there. Uh, I've got to be honest, he was close for me. I've been a little bit put off with, um, not put off with it, but with the new appointment at Millwall. So, just see how things settle down there in the next few games, I think. But there are signs that maybe this Harding run is there's something to it. Um, I don't know whether it's. They're just covering like the more obvious threats like Jake Cooper more um, and it's just leaving him free. I don't know. But mm-hmm. anyway, I think you've got, you've got to start taking it a little bit more seriously when it goes into sort of four or five games than one or two. Uh, going on to the selection, we've I'm going to do a little bit of a BBC repeat here with a <laughs> one point win on Anthony Musaba again at 11 to 2. Uh, I think the price has stayed this week because of these game situation last week. If you look at that game last week for Sheffield Wednesday, uh, it was pretty, well, it was very early on. Barry Bannon was sent off after half an hour, which has seen has been rescinded. Until that point, there was nothing really in the game, but the only two shots in the game for Sheffield Wednesday both came from Musaba. Mm-hmm. So he showed his hand again there. Uh, if that had stayed 11 v 11, well, hopefully he would have scored from our point of view. But yeah. um, more importantly, I think the price would have gone. I think it would have been a four shot this week. So I think that's kind of, it's not not really a system, is it? But a, a hidden game state situation, let's say that. So we're going to have one point on Anthony Musaba at 11 to 2. Saw out, um, almost saw out the ninety as well, didn't they? Like you said, they were down to down to ten. Yeah, I was, I was surprised. I was surprised he saw out the nine. I meant, to, yeah, good point. I meant to mention that. That's encouraging because mm. considering they were down to ten, I thought he might be the one that got sacrificed fairly early, but not. <laughs> One point, Anthony Mas- Masaba, who um, hey feels like a um, feels like a, a notebook uh, legend already, uh, and I've noticed <laughs> a few um, a few uh, uh, admiring uh, words on the older uh, on the old social media to coming his way. Um, yeah, as always, you know, after the horse has bolted, once John's already recognised him a week earlier. So, um, so well done. You heard it here here first, everyone. You hear it here first every time. Absolutely, yeah. I was, if you were to describe this podcast, John, you'd, you'd uh, that would be exactly how you describe it, right? It's, it's all those players that you're, uh, hey, you know, all those players that you're backing now at what seventeen uh, to two score any time. These are the lads that were backing them when they weren't scoring at twenty to one six months ago. And um, yeah, so see, well. uh, see Charlie Hughes this week. That's Ooh, the latest example. Another we'll good come example. on to that. Uh, they don't pay you out when on moral <laughs> satisfaction. Do they? That's the only. We can be. Uh, <laughs> should we be our new nickname? Premature. But now I've said that, doesn't sound too good, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about time for the due index, of which there are. Uh, hey, there's a there's a mention for one in the championship. I tell you what, there's a couple that were on the list last week, but I didn't put up because there was no. League One or League Two action, and sure enough, both of them came up trumps. But I think there's probably a little bit of value in mentioning them this week to go in again. Um, data and it was I don't know about you, John. It was pretty hard to come by when it comes to some of those um, those FA Cup games in terms of getting shot data. And uh, yeah, nobody cares, do they? Nobody no cares. But I, I dived into some old school match reports, and uh, and um, there was plenty to plenty to glean from them. I'll start with the Championship. Another productive weekend for Mark McGuinness. Already got two goals in a Cardiff shirt this season. John, there were three classic Mark McGuinness efforts coming out strongest from three corners oh, against yes. Stoke. 
four shots in his last two. Norwich at home this weekend, who we know are a bit porous at the moment. Uh, I should say Norwich at home for the ex-Ipswich man, Mark McGuinness. Uh, mm. That looks a great spot at 14 to 1. Didn't make my final cut, but one for the Dew Index. One in League One, new name that I hadn't heard of. Tristan Camera for Bristol Rovers. Definitely seeing more minutes recently, mm. although he didn't start in the midweek draw against Reading. Six foot four on loan from Brentford. John, plenty to like. Plenty of plenty of classic notebook characteristics here for us to get involved in over the next few weeks. Definitely a threat from set plays, but also a threat bringing the ball forward in open play. Great near post run from a corner against Stevenage. Two good efforts against Northampton as well. Harvey Vale's got in the way of a shot destined for the back of the net in that game. 16 to 1 if you were if you're an avid due index backer with a start against Carlisle and then two two from uh, League 2 who like I said we if we'd have mentioned these last week we would have looked very shrewd I think both of them scored in, in cup games first one's Jamie Walker came off the due index last week and like we said he scored in the FA Cup but I think we can trust him I was pretty surprised at the price here I think as Bradford prepare for life under Graham Alexander 15 shots in his last 5 John did you know 8 of his last 10 Bradford goals have come at home he's 9-2 to two against Barrow in that home opener for, for Alexander that's certainly a pick it appeals so much, in fact, that I've put a point Jamie Walker nine to two, and another half point on Jamie Walker two plus. We know what he's like, just feeding off him behind. Kind of Andy Cook, you can imagine he's going to be a focal point for for anything that Bradford to do going forward. Um, certainly better at home. Certainly prolific recently. Uh, I think we 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 take a take a stab at Norwood there. Half a point at a two plus at forty five to one as well, and the final one I mention in this week's comprehensive due index, Rob Apter, another went who went off the due list uh, last weekend. He had a goal for Tranmere in the three four three loss at Stevenage. Forest Green, unbelievable this John, don't we? So Forest Green are favourites on the road. We should go down as if you were, if you were thinking of yes low points for Tranmere. This, this might be one be of them. This might be one of the lowest. Um, on loan from Blackpool is Rob Apter. Finally saw out the 90 minutes in the league game against Stockport. But hey, watch some of the highlights. Really lively coming in off the right. Eight shots on target from 14 in the limited minutes that he's had in the last few weeks. Another at a price of nine to two. Just kind of one for like I said in the due index certainly looks. Um, certainly looks like he might be due, which is why he's in the index, but um, another one at a relatively short price for us that might be worthy of attention over the weekend. John, I've done a lot of talking there. Do you mind if I just finish us off, though, in the championship? Because I've got a, I've got oh, a good go one, I think. Um, I thought this was a standout at a backable price. It takes a bit of finding because you can back, I think, Rob Dickey at 13-2 in places, or you can back Robert Dickey at... A, a cut 12 to 1 uh, at Skybet. Two goals in his last four, glancing head off against Coventry, then turning one in from the second phase against Sheffield Wednesday. Plenty of chances in between those as well. Took him a while. I think he was injured at the start of the season, would he, for Bristol City? Or Yeah, I think he was out for a. He had a bad injury. Was it the end of last season? Into this yeah, I know. It took, no, it took him a while to get going. Um, but he gets to take. 
all of those chances, all of those goals, he takes he gets to take that form to a side that concede almost three quarters of a goal from set pieces on average season uh, this season, which is QPR. Yes, Steve Cook and Jimmy Dunn were back in the heart of the back four for their new manager last week, but this is all about Robert Dickey returning to the side that he made 119 appearances for over the last few seasons. Lots to like here, like I say, not the 13 to two in some places, but definitely the 12 to one at Sky. Rob Dickey. Put any system against it that you want. Recent form, ex-club system, um, a point at 12 to 1 for me for Rob Dickey in the championship. That feels like the the, nice. the, uh, the second tier almost done. Uh, John, so we, we, let's head off into League One. Um, Bolton set pieces, I think, are the order of the day. What have we got? Yeah, some interesting, um, seems to be the, the week of reports in the Bolton news about Bolton set pieces. Uh, mm. I think there's been four articles, uh, obviously busy in the uh, department there this week. Um, there seems to be some sort of, they've set up some kind of sweepstake between Everett and the players that every time they concede from a set play, they owe him money and then the other way around and it goes towards some kind of end of season do. Um Something like that, isn't it? I didn't really yeah. take in the detail. Not sure the detail's too important. <laughs> um, I thought the the main name that's standing out for me is Will Forrester, who um, they signed from, was it Port Vale in the Port summer? Port Vale, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I really like this. Um, i say kid, he's probably about 21, isn't he? But, you know, the, they're all kids to us, Gav. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, he quite, in one of these pieces, he, he said he's aiming for six goals this season. Um, it would help if he actually got on the pitch, but I like the um, <laughs> I like the enthusiasm. He should he should join the pod, I think. But um, <laughs> he did look lively. He came on mid. I watched the game against Shrewsbury in midweek. Um, absolute dour fest. Shrewsbury are awful, which uh, everyone knows. But uh, as an aside, I just they've got. They did quite well stopping Bolton's wing-backs, which is their main thing, but they've just got no attacking plan at all, Shrewsbury. Um, I'm not sure how much longer Matt Taylor's going to get there. He must be right under pressure oh, now. must be, yeah. Um, uh, it's got to be soon, yeah. Anyway, so I was just in... Uh, Forrester came on, I think it was after about an hour, had a pot shot from long range. He just looks the type. He's very lively. Um the problem with Bolton, in a way, is now they've got a lot less injuries. They've got a hell of a lot of options at the back. Um, I did see in the later article that you sent me today that it looks like it's going to start again. Um, they're facing Blackpool, which isn't really the ideal spot, but him and our old friend Ricardo Santos look fair prices at the moment, really. So, that was, did you take anything from those articles, if you had a read them? Absolutely, yeah. Like you said, just a... I guess we can't be too picky, right? But Blackpool didn't seem like the right spot, but certainly, um, no. certainly the kind of thing that we take notice of, right? Yeah, I just thought it's just interesting. I mean, there was a lot more in there. If people just Google the Bolton news, you'll see about twenty-eight articles, or was it? Or was it two? <laughs> it's going up by the minute. This, um, but yeah, it's just uh, they obviously focused on it pre-season because last year they didn't really do a great deal from set plays, and we, I think, we did mention they're actually quite vulnerable the other way times last year so yeah. uh, moving on a little bit I thought it was a couple of important injuries that we missed um, with the lack of action last week in this league uh, for late Orient Jordan Graham is probably out for the season 
Um, he, looking back at a few of their games, he, I'd say he's their prime attacking threat or has been, especially since they started coming back uh, last month or two. So that is a massive miss for them. And uh, same comments, arguably even bigger miss, his friend of the pod, Dimitri Mitchell, who mm-hmm. has uh, done his ACL, unfortunately. He's out for the season as well for Lincoln. Um, I think both those sides will miss those players almost as much as any player you could miss for any side in the league. So uh, that is a big, big miss for both those sides. More time on social media for Dimitri Mitchell. I thought, I thought he'd get uh, any's back. But. Yeah, he certainly, yeah, he gave up for about, uh, gave, yeah, like Martin Lewis always says he's given up, but then he comes back the next day. Yeah, he's, yeah, Dim- Dimitri Mitchell is the Martin Lewis of the EFL. <laughs> that's never been said before. But that's yeah, he's, first, he's, yeah, he's certainly interesting. He's not afraid to, I quite like him. At least he's got an opinion, but. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where, where are we now? Where are we going next? We've got. Just go um, on, talk to us a bit about oh, Charlie yeah. Hughes then, who. Um, oh, okay. Charlie. Is he, yeah, I don't think he's getting scored. He's, he's not. One of those players, right? Who's not quite prolific, uh, but has, some, has no. done something to suggest he should be going off at just about double figures instead of where he was a couple of months ago. But yeah, I think he's got one this season, but he hit the post midweek again. Um, I think he's hit the woodwork three times this year as well. Say, to yeah, be fair. Every, t- every time we talk about him, he's <laughs> hit the woodwork. Um, I did. I did go back into the archives to well, my notepads that Gav loves so much. <laughs> And I took about took about ten minutes to find it, but the um, I'm going back to about this time last season. And the note reads here: Charlie Hughes made his debut. I don't know why he just looks threatening to me. He was forty to one. Oh wow! <laughs> so, oh my god! Yeah, um, that's a great example of the premature system again. That's, I, I um, want to put. I'm going to put that up on my fridge. I'm going to print it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with the um, yeah, fortunately the the notepad corrupts if I send it from that long ago. <laughs> so why so modern software? But um, yeah, I think now he's, he's heading for single figures, which um, I'm not going to suggest his value, but he, he just looks. He's definitely someone who could become a. You know, I don't think he's going to be at Wigan much longer. He keeps getting linked away as well. Uh, another player for Wigan that I thought was interesting because they're playing Cheltenham this week. As I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Cheltenham got this new approach, and Wigan are pretty much the most goal heavy side in the league for getting games. So this could be a bit of a goal fest, I think. Um, Stefan, oh, Stefan Stevens, Sessignon's returned lately. Mm hmm. Um, I think he's a bit of a cut above this level if he can stay fit he's looked very lively from wing back I noticed midweek again he even though yeah that's right they were leading the game 2-1 he, he still got furthest man forward right into stoppage time last minute um, again his price price of 10-1 to 1 is nothing really because he positionally that is quite good but he's not getting the shots away Um if you look at his position, especially last month, his sort of positional graphs, he's very much at times third or fourth most forward man, which is probably why the price has gone a bit. But he's someone I wouldn't be surprised if he scored, but at just, well, there's only a little bit of tens even. At single mm-hmm. figures, I wouldn't, it wouldn't annoy me if he scored, if you want to put it that way. So another new name anyway. Good spot. Good spot. Familiar surname, but um, but yeah. Yes. Um, after all that, Gav, I've got I've got a selection. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, a good a good one though. A good in a um, I think yeah, so. good good spot. Yeah. This is good spot for Lincoln. I think. 
quite, quite like this one. Yeah, it's not uh, Lincoln versus Port Vale. Um, hardly seems the most attractive game to look at, but that doesn't normally stop me, does it, Gav? <laughs> um, we, we've even got a new name, I think, for the pod for a centre back, which uh, never happens. Is this, uh, probably, is this probably about the only? F- How many centre backs haven't we mentioned in League One? Do you reckon? This We're ticking them off. Be, if you've got your bingo card yeah. at home, there's only a few more to Definitely. go. Yeah, it's a, it's a Lincoln player. I think you. I was trying to dig out the your point. There was a few weeks ago. I think you made it. Was it something about Port Vale having the worst? Um, one of the metrics for defending set of plays in the league as well. For my What's in it? Um, yeah, aerial duel win percentage. That's that sounds, that sounds duel, like yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find it, so I didn't put it in there, but I, I know I knew you'd mention it. So that's why I did have a look at this game. And I did a bit of digging on the um, rather strange Port Vale forum, which is, uh, yeah, I, I came out of it like uh, Nigel Farage. But anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's, uh, yes, interesting place. Don't wouldn't recommend it in your search history. Put it that way. <laughs> but I did. Uh, there was a lot, a lot of people slagging off Nathan Smith, saying he's not going for the aerial challenges like he used to, and all this. Um, make of that what you will. But it is shown on the metrics, as Gav mentioned recently. Anyway, the um, Getting through the Lincoln back three, three centre-backs they play. You've got two established sort of non-scorers, really. They pop up every now and then in uh, Paldi O'Connor and Adam Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. I think we've put up O'Connor maybe before, but uh, they're not exactly that threatening. They do pop up every now and then, but there's a new name alongside them. Well, fairly new name who's Alex Mitchell at 20 to 1. He's only only 22 years young. I did note that he scored against Celtic for St. Johnson last season. Mm. Um, he's quietly having a threatening season for Lincoln, I'd say, especially in the last month or so since the, well, since Kennedy's gone. I don't think there's anything to do to that, but uh, he scored the only goal in the game versus Fleetwood in October, uh, 0.25 and 0.1 XG in the last two league games. And he'd also had a, a nearly... I think it was nearly a one XG versus Wolves in the cup from three separate chances. So there's enough positives there, especially with those Port Vale, um, Port Vale down at the, the most solid side. It's not shown in the, the goals against yet, but I think it will. So we'll go one point win Alex Mitchell at 20 to one. I love that pick. A new name for the, uh, new name for the notebook in a good spot. Um, I got one more selection in league one. Um, hey, this looks, uh, the trappiest game of all of the tra- of all the trappy games that ever existed. It's waiting. It's lying in wait for Acapunters up and down the land. Uh, we would be silly, I think, John, not to know it's Peterborough. I think you know once again, as they did last season, sneaking up in the set piece against mm. tables. You could argue that, like I said, eight to fifteen at home to Cambridge. Plenty of people are probably going to be looking at that going, wondering, is it is it short enough? Um, it feels a, a trap lying in wait for Acapunters, as we said. Um, let's, let's just let's just um, let's follow the trail. Then we'll go all the way back to Peterborough two, Wickham two, where both goals come from set pieces. Brandon Handlon makes the most of an inability to clear their lines. The second's an OG from a good cross. Kenny Dougal goal for Blackpool. After that is another bad one, and Callum McManaman for Wigan in midweek. More evidence of just kind of failure to clear their lines. 
Cambridge come into this game and beaten in five. We've mentioned him plenty of times, you especially, John, but Michael Morrison getting plenty of airtime on this pod. Ignore the worldie against Shrewsbury. Um, it's been a productive last month for the 35-year-old. Good header from a corner against Carlisle last time out. The 25s was cut as soon as I started to <laughs> scrabble down the notes for, for the podcast tonight, but I think there's still some 22 to 1 available. Um, a sneaky, trappy spot for Peterborough this. And the best way of getting involved might be our old friend Michael Morrison getting on the end of a corner. Maybe it feels like a sneaking in at the back post uh, whilst Peterborough are looking the other way. Maybe even if it's the yeah. odd goal in you know, a consolation at the end of the game. But it looks, a, it looks a nice spot here for Michael Morrison at a good price. 22 to 1 will do me, I think. Was there I nothing in League 2 for me apart from that Jamie Walker bet, which... Um, which are still like John. Anything else in League Two for you? No, I couldn't really find anything. I, I didn't have a massive. I spent quite a lot of time on League One, but I did have a fair look, and I just didn't really like any of the prices or the matchup from a from a quick look. So hmm. nothing for me in League Two. Nothing. Let's consolidate where we are then. So I've got a point Rob Dickey for Bristol City as he returns to QPR at 12 to 1. We just mentioned Michael Morrison, 22 to 1 for Cambridge as they head to Peterborough. And how about having some... um Having some uh, the odds in our favour, maybe this time. Jamie Walker nine to two, a point uh, for Bradford as they host Barrow, and we'll sneak half a point on the two plus as well at forty five to one. John, remind us of your astute selections. Lovely stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, Den- uh, one point win. Dennis Sirkin uh, for Sunderland versus Birmingham at twelve to one. That's uh, lunchtime kickoff. A Another point win, Anthony Musaba for Sheffield Wednesday versus Millwall, 11-2. And in League One, one point win, Alex Mitchell, uh, Lincoln versus Port Vale at 20-1. to Fantastic stuff. If you are listening, uh, if, if there are centre-halves that we haven't mentioned this season, we'd love to tick them off the list by the end, wouldn't we, John? So let us know if you think that we... I haven't mentioned someone that we should. You know who I know? I know it's midweek. I meant to message you, but I forgot. Good old Eden Pruty got sent off. Oh, did he? Where is he at now? Is it a cup game? Oh, it's for it's for someone. Uh, it's for, it's for Farnborough in the National League South. Wow. Um, Certainly put that. Uh, yeah, he's he's on loan from Hartlepool. So yeah, I, I put the mockers on him when I said that he would have a great league career. Um, <laughs> Going well. When I, as soon as I said the words, um, come and tell us if we haven't uh, mentioned the centre half that we should have. Uh, I, I'm counting down the seconds to someone says, "How about the ones that score, lads?" We never mentioned those ones. Yeah, well, which we that's, ha- that's harsh. <laughs> it's harsh, but true. <laughs> uh, plenty anyway, there. I, I f- yeah, I found out that yeah, I'm on Wikipedia now. He has got a Wikipedia. This is quite surprising. Um, he was born at the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. That's a very nice hospital. That who's this? Eden Pruty. Eden, Eden Pruty Special. We're never going to mention him again. So let's let's have some some respect on his name. Um, he has a. <laughs> There's some reason it tells you that he has a Bosnian father and a Kosovan mother. That's uh, thank, thanks for that. So um, there we go. He's played four games for Farnborough this year, and he got sent off midweek. So not going too well for Old Eden. I shall uh, doff my cap the next time I walk past that hospital in West. <laughs> yes, just uh, yes. I'm sure place. there'll be a memorial plaque up when he <laughs> retires. That's what you get, ladies and gentlemen. We never know where we're going to end up in this pod, but. 
where Eden Prudy was born is where we've managed to arrive at. Um, plenty there. Hopefully some um, some marquee pod selections. Uh, look out for the full write-up of the due index on the blog post, which I'll pop on Twitter, a link. Um, have a look at the website. There's plenty there. We're long, we're long due um, some uh, anti-post thoughts and reflections. And I think we've got is it International Week next week. It might be. There's an England squad announced uh, today, which feels like the... Must be soon, yeah. Must be soon. Feels like that might be an opportunity to get stuck into some anti-post and see um, see how Jamie Reid and the lot and the like are getting on. See whether there's some uh, hmm. some more value. Uh, John, thank you for your time. Everyone else, whatever you're backing, be lucky, be sensible. Hopefully, you've backed some winners there. Um, but whatever it is, yeah, enjoy your weekend's betting. John, should we do it all again next week? We shall, even if it's International Week, which we. Uh... We'll, we'll, we'll knock something out, even if it's the anti-post or something anyway. The Jew Index never sleeps. So uh, I'm sure that's Jew. <laughs> that's right. It's, it's, yes. uh, it's, getting thicker, it's getting thicker by the day. The <laughs> uh, be luck, everyone. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Gav.